Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Colin Zach in the Morning. We are on episode 12, and we are so excited to be back. Dirty dozen. You all. The, oh, gosh. We're starting off right there. Okay, Zach, how was your weekend? It was good. We, uh, we had fall break at the university I worked at, so we had Monday and Tuesday off. So we had a four-day weekend. It was absolutely incredible. We went to Michigan, visited Jackie's family. All right. Enough about your weekend. Let's talk about okay. my weekend. Yes. You texted me this weekend anticipating to tell me this story, and I, I want to know. Oh, boy, What Zach. happened? It was – we had a rough Saturday, an emotional roller coaster. So let me take you on this roller coaster. I'm ready. We went to the dog park with Scout, our dog, and walked around and had some fun. Then we dropped her off, and we were going to go to Sam's Club because we just got a Sam's Club membership through Ashley's work. So we were going to go check out the deals at Sam's Club, and we thought, oh, let's go stop by a furniture store and look at what they have in the clearance section. And for the listeners, this is a hobby. We like to go to the furniture store and look in the clearance. We've been thinking about replacing our couch for the last year and a half or so. And so we went and we looked and we, we got there. It's a huge store. You walk all the way back. You have to get past all of the salespeople. And I really hate yes. that. I really I, hate I, saying I, like, I, oh, yes. Man, I am not buying something right this second. Please leave me alone. I know. Yeah. I know. You think they wouldn't understand that like our generation doesn't like people just coming up and saying, hey, can I help you? What can I do? Are you looking for anything? And then like, can I give you a tour of the store? It's like, no, just let us be. We can figure yeah. out how to look at and sit on a couch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess they also work on commissions. So I see why they do it. Like they oh, need I to totally do it. Get it's it. just, totally get it. it's frustrating that that's still a thing. Anyway, so we can get back to the clearance section and Ashley sees a couch that we had been looking at that hadn't been in the clearance section. And now it's back in the clearance and we sit on it and it feels just the same as the other times that we've sat on it. This is a, uh, this is the same couch. Okay. The this same is exact couch. Yeah. It's a leather couch. This is it one real was, leather or like a plethora. Kind it's of real. It's real. Okay. And this yeah. has been, it was way outside of our price range mm. and we get back to the clearance section and it's over half off. And so, this couch was suddenly not only within our price range, but way within our price range. Wow. And we, and we Praise be to God. Cross it off the prayer list. I know. List. I know. Cross it off the prayer list. Well, it's going to get back on the prayer list. Just you wait. Oh, no. So, so, we, so we flag down a guy and we get the final cost with tax and we talk about it and we decide that, yes, this is the couch that we've been after for a long time. We never mm -hmm. thought we could get it because it would be too much. And here it is really cheap. It was, I think it was back in the clearance because it has like one scuff on it. So oh, okay. it's not going to be very visible anyway. And it's still a beautiful couch and it was over half off. And so now we're really excited and we go to Home Depot and rent a truck to go pick it up. We go back to the furniture store. The guy helps us load it into the car no. and we get back. Nope. No, no, no. That's I fine know this there. Is where, I know this is where it's going. Okay. So keep going. I'm, I'm the anxious. The truck makes it back to our apartment. We've gotten the couch. We've paid for it. It's on the truck. It's back at our apartment. Ashley and I get it off the truck. And then the problems start. And the first problem is that the couch is freaking heavy. And oh. Ashley can't really help me lift it into the house. So it's like it's sitting in the grass in front of our yard. 
And currently, as you speak. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, no, no. okay. No, it's back then. Sorry. Yeah, on back Saturday. Yeah. Many moons ago. Many yeah. moons ago. It was sitting, and so we were thinking about what we can do. And then our neighbor, who's awesome, walks over and offers to help. He and I start to try to lift the couch into our house, and we realize. That it's not gonna fit. It's not gonna fit. Oh, I knew it. Oh so no! Cool. It gets it gets through the front door, but then you can't. the The way our house is set up is you have oh. to go in and then turn left. Yeah. And it can't make that left turn, oh. and and it's so close. Oh. And I'm already did you take, like, sweating. The, the feet off of it and everything. Like, the, did you? The, the feet came off. Didn't fit. We have a a little shoe carrier thing that kind of makes the angle tighter. Took that off the wall. Still didn't fit took the door off the wall took the storm oh. door off the wall at oh. this point our yard is full of items that were once in our <laughs> house trying to get this couch through the door and people are driving by thinking fit. this is a yard sale at some oh, point yeah oh cool and so, no. it's so close it is literally like an inch or two from being able to fit have you thought about like pressing down the couch leather like try that... it yes oh. we got it so tight that we actually scratched part of the leather which is also sad, but it, I mean, it's in a pretty unnoticeable spot. It's not a huge deal, but uh, it doesn't fit. And because we bought it from the clearance, can't return. no returns. No, so we return. have a couch that is beautiful, but does not fit in our place. <laughs> so we actually, we have a sliding door on the basement. We can take it in through the sliding door and it barely fits through the sliding door. But we can get it in there, and we put it down there, and we don't really use our basement for much besides storing things. But now we might because we have a couch. <laughs> we really like this. Has down there. Initiated a whole house renovation project. Yeah, well, no, maybe someday, but it's like we don't own this place; we just rent it. I'm not gonna put too much into making it perfect, mm. you know. Oh man, it's actually on Facebook Marketplace right now. If you know anyone that wants a couch. If it doesn't sell, you know, we'll just keep it. It's just a thing, and we like it. And so maybe someday in our next home, we can have it in the living room. Oh, Cole, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so let this be a, a message to you all out there. Make sure you measure before you buy the couch, even oh. if it's a good deal. Even if it's a good deal. Oh, man. All right, Zach, so now that I've told you all about my couch, let's go back to your weekend. Now I have more time to listen to you. <laughs> Sounds like you had a really restful weekend. I'm glad one of us did. Uh, no, it's been great, and I've been, I've been wrestling a lot recently with this idea of rest and Sabbath. Um, I think it's a biblical theme that honestly I've never really heard a ton on. Um, I have not really heard a lot of sermons on Sabbath. I've never really heard a lot of sermons on self care or any of those things, which is very funny, because as any Christian would know, on the seventh day God rests. Like it's literally in the first couple pages mm. of the Bible. And so I've been really messing with this idea of what does it look like to truly find rest? What does it truly look like to find Sabbath and to celebrate Sabbath? And so for Jackie and I to be able to be a part of that, that's just been, that was so awesome this weekend to be able to live into that and rest. So explain what you mean by finding true rest. Is finding true rest the same as me laying down and taking a nap? No, oh, that's so good. Uh, so that's where I think this vacation came into huge play for me. And, and I've been doing a lot of research on Sabbath and rest these last couple of weeks because um, I've always been told as someone who works a lot and has kind of quite a few responsibilities and likes to just make my schedule really, really busy. 
I found that I was serving out of burnout a lot, not because I wasn't taking the time to rest, because I wasn't taking the time to adequately rest. Mm. And what I found was, is I found that it's very specific to who we are as individuals. What I find restful is different than what Jackie finds restful is, would be different than what you find restful. And I think the like the the easy go to is just stop doing things, which scripturally we have some basis for. So the Hebrew word for Sabbath, Shabbat, is stop working. Mm. So part of Sabbath is to just stop working. But then there's this, this kind of second idea of rest, this other word that's kind of used in the Hebrew called nuach, which is to settle. Mm. And so in Genesis 2, when God creates Adam and settles him into the garden, nuwaks him into the garden, excuse me, there's this idea of dwelling and settlement that occurs within the rest. Mm. So I've been trying to view rest as, yes, stop working. That is so important. We need to know how to create boundaries for our work. But also, how do we dwell in habits or hobbies that allow us to rest? And it's not just in Genesis that mm. the, the Bible talks about Sabbath, right? Correct. Yeah. So the pushback to rest is kind of always found in Matthew 12, where the Pharisees confront Jesus on working on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And so people are kind of like, well, didn't Jesus kind of work through things? Did he really rest? And I think that, yes, we can really, we can take it that way. We can look at it that way. But at the end of 11, Jesus is talking to his disciples and to that same crowd. And right before 12, where we get this confrontation of Jesus working on the Sabbath, we get this passage. And it's really familiar. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So even within this conversation about respecting and honoring the Sabbath that Jesus apparently didn't to serve those around him, Jesus is still inviting his followers into dwelling with him, resting with him. And when we give Jesus all that we're carrying, all that we're doing, then we can truly find rest for our souls. So there's definitely this deeper calling into trust with God and trusting in Jesus with what we're carrying in our burdens. But again, there's also this in Genesis where God just stops working. After creating, he stops. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's also a calling to indeed stop working, that rest is a part of our worship. Mm. I think we often view rest, and our society is set up this way with the way that we earn time off, rest as being something that we need to earn yeah, and not something that is innate and essential to our existence. So you have this time here, these four days off. What's nice about that school schedule is that those times are kind of pre-established. But I feel for people who work in jobs that they have to ask for all of their time off themselves and not feeling like they can because it it eventually means that other work gets put on other people. And that means that they don't get rest. So how do we balance this kind of idea that we're Rest is something that we earn, or time off from work at least, is something that we earn. And yet, it's something that we need, and something that we need to be able to do without guilt. No, that's a really good point. I grew up in a household where I don't think it was ever explicitly said to me, 
but it was heavily implied that in order to rest, you have to earn it, that there's some that you deserve or that you work toward. And that's kind of where our current modern American culture is in our work culture. But then, like you said, there's some people like where it isn't encouraged, where there's kind of these what's now being recognized as kind of a toxic work culture where you are not encouraged or even you are discouraged to take time off. Yeah, I mean, I'm even thinking about one of our mutual friends who ends up working a lot on the weekends, Yeah, finding that the way to advance in a career is to sacrifice mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and I get it, and I'm not trying to say that our mutual friend here is in the wrong. I'm just saying yeah. that like our, our society is set up to sacrifice rest for progress. Yeah. And how do we balance that with this biblical idea of finding rest? Yeah. So I think we can see this really in the Ten Commandments, where God gives Moses, of course, these Ten Commands to the people of Israel, and one of them is honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that implies that you get to rest. I am commanding you to rest. That Mm. within those Ten Commandments, it's yes, do not do this, do not do this, do not do this. But this one is do this. And I wonder if we could see that as God gifting his people the opportunity to rest each week, mm. that he is asking them, just like he did, just like I did, yes, God created for six days and then rested. So you could sit there and go, well, God worked for six days, then he rested, and that's fair, but he also rested. Like, he also took the time to stop working. And I wonder... If even if you do shape it as this mentality of, okay, I work to then rest, are we resting well when we get to that moment? And so I'm starting to I'm starting to picture and frame this idea of Sabbath and rest as worship. That maybe Sabbath, just like our salvation, is freely given. That rest is given to us. The opportunity to stop working is a gift. Hmm. that we are given, just like God exercised, just like God went through, that we get to be invited into, okay, in your not working, you are honoring me. And that's what the Ten Commandments were. It's how do we honor God with what we are doing? And God is saying, when you honor the Sabbath, when you keep it holy, you are honoring me. This is one of the ways you get to do so. And so in our rest, we are truly participating in worship which is bringing honor to God. And I wonder, are we allowing others around us to participate in that worship? Mm. Are we inhibiting ourselves? Are we inhibiting those around us, especially if we're supervisors of individuals? Is our expectations keeping them from being able to worship God in that way? Or as, as well as when others around us are resting, are we still interfering with that rest? Are we texting them? Are we sending out emails, assignments, all those like things where it's like, can we really allow? Can we really allow the people around us to participate in holistic rest, where they don't have to focus on work, they can just step aside and participate in the Sabbath? Yeah, I see. So I shouldn't have texted you about the podcast this weekend. No, you should <laughs> not have. And no, I think what I've told what I've told the people around me is. So someone had asked me the other day, Zach, how do you balance all that you have going on? Mm. And my answer is really good time management and really good boundaries. Part of those boundaries are I don't respond to messages after a certain amount of time, after Mm. at a certain time in the evening. I plan ahead as to when I'm going to participate in things, when I'm going to go to events, when I'm going to interact with other people. And then I also plan when I'm not going to do that. 
I intentionally set time aside to work, yes, but I also intentionally set time aside to rest. Yeah. And that's been so freeing for me because I used to be in this, oh, if I get a message, I need to answer it. Or if it's the weekend, I could just send an email. I can check my email. I can do those things. And finally, I had to engage in practices that allowed me to actually step away from what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because I found that if I wasn't fully stepping away from what I was doing, I wasn't fully resting. And that doesn't serve anyone. And I think we have this pride. It's a subtle pride. I think we have this pride that we can just keep going, keep doing what we need to be doing. And whatever we give people will be just good enough. When really... When we rest and when we participate in uh, the Sabbath and when we stop working and when we settle and when we dwell, then we can be filled again by God and then pour out more and pour out even maybe better than we were in the tiredness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we can also be people that others can lean on to find that rest, right? Like I'm thinking of a young mom who's a nurse who works crazy hours, then comes home and is surrounded by chores and kids and struggling to find rest in the day-to-day life. And I think that's the beauty of community. That's the, and that's part of the call to community is that it's kind of like this, this, this mantra of it takes a village. And I think part mm-hmm. of the, it takes a village is it allows people, yes, to pour into the people we're caring for the people we're in community with, but also it allows some people to be able to step away and take that time to rest. As you said, Jackie, every once in a while, and I kind of tag along, we'll go and babysit our nieces because it allows our brother-in-law and sister-in-law to step away. It's, it's not like they're asking like, oh, can we just get away? It's not out of frustration. I think there's this revived joy that we experience when we do step away and get refilled. Then we get to step into it more like with more excitement and it's like we're revitalized in that. And that's Mm -hmm. what I experienced this weekend is I didn't wake up this morning going, oh my word, I have to work today because this weekend was so great and I enjoyed it. And I also know when the next time we get to do that is we made plans to do it again. And now I get to step into my uh, to my day and start working again because I've refilled. I get to start entering in those meetings with students and I they get a better side of me because I'm not tired or stretched thin or burned out. Yeah. So, I mean, for you, of course, this is going to vary by personality and That's person, right. yeah. but what are some practices that you find useful to engage in rest? Yeah. So that part of my, part of my research was understanding self-care and there's this, um, there's this wheel, it's called the self-care wheel. It's used a lot in social work and there's six dimensions to this wheel. And so it's basically ask you to look at these six areas of your life and reflect on how you are doing in each of those six areas. Yeah, so for those of us that aren't familiar with the self-care wheel, I just pulled it up here because I'm not that familiar with this either. But the six dimensions are physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, personal, and professional. And so in mine, when I was reflecting on it, I realized that my intellectual side and my personal side were not doing well in the sense that since I'm done with my grad program and I graduated this last May, I am no longer learning. I am stagnant in that. And so I found, okay, if I want to be healthy in all six dimensions then I need to start reading or I need to start finding ways to learn. So I bought a book and I've been reading for fun for the first time. In my entire life, I've been reading for fun, and I've really enjoyed it. And then the second one is I found that in my personal, I had no hobbies, that all of my hobbies were revolved around other people. So 
I didn't have anything that I was personally doing by myself. Hmm. And so I downloaded a video game on my Nintendo, Nintendo Switch and played by myself. And it was fun and relaxing. And so finding ways, and like you said, it's individual to all of us and unique to all of us. But the self-care wheel, these six dimensions kind of do make it somewhat easy for all of us to kind of engage in and find what works for well. And so the idea here, right, is that our interactions with others end up reflecting what we've done to take care of these six dimensions. Yeah. And so the people I work with, we went through it together. The resident assistants that serve on the team that I lead, we went around and I asked them, like, which dimension stood out to you? And which, what within that dimension do you want to start doing to improve? Mm-hmm. And every single one of them, well, they're college students. So they all said sleep uh, <laughs> was one of them, which again, yes, rest, that is a part of it. Sleeping is a part of it. But then they also named something else of I'm not eating well, or you know what, I have this book that I really want to read and I haven't gotten to it. Or you know what, I'm always hanging out with people. Or they recognize the dimension that they're overly engaged in. Mm. And so they were so relational and so emotionally engaged in the community that they're in that they have not taken any time to themselves. And they found that their interactions were becoming thin. They were becoming hard. They were becoming burdened because they weren't filled to then go pour out and to go participate in community with others around them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And I think as college students too, and you know, I'm in graduate school, and it's it's alarming how little we talk about this kind of thing of yeah. self-care and finding rest. I know yeah. my job as a graduate student and a TA for the university, I don't have any set time off besides the holidays, besides like Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving and Easter. Yeah. Um, and even some of those holidays I'm asked to work over depending on if there's a deadline or not. So, and I think this is true for a lot of college students too, is besides those holidays, there's not clear places to find rest. Things often overlap the weekends. You've got an assignment due on Monday or some kind of sports event or obligation over the weekends. So I think some practical advice is to be attentive to this self-care wheel and try to identify one or two of these areas that we can all work on. And the foundation to all this is good time management. I mean, I think we even kind of see that in scripture and I don't want to like really bend it to make it what I want to say, but so God works six days and then rests on the Sabbath. The commandment is honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. There is boundaries set up within those days Mm -hmm. that I think we have to kind of pay attention to. And I think Jesus starts to breathe life into it going, no, 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 no. The rest that you're supposed to find is through me, is through the Father. And when it comes to serving others and caring for others, there are certain things that we have to do to care for others that we can't just Mm -hmm. allow this law to keep us away from. Yeah. And so I know a lot of college students, a lot of people around are continuously pouring out and continuously serving. And they would sit there and go, yes, I I would honor the Sabbath, but there's a lot of things I have to be tending to and there's a lot of responsibilities I have. But Jesus also set up regular habits where he woke up early to go pray, or Mm. he went in solitude and spent time praying to the Father. And so we see that even with Jesus' life, he sets boundaries. I mean, part of the whole story of Jesus in the storm and the calming of the storm is Jesus is sleeping. I mean, he took time to rest (laughs) in that moment. And so I, I wonder, yes, it may not be a whole day within your seven days, but are you able to manage your time well where you can go, here are five or six hours, here are three or four hours even to where I can set time aside and do what I need to do? As well as when you have good time management, you recognize I have these things that need to get done. And once I get them done, then I can rest. 
And so setting up your schedule in a way where it's like, okay, I'm going to work these two hours, then I'm going to go to this meeting. And then after that, I am done and I'm going to participate. So are we intentionally allowing ourselves to have time in our schedule to rest, to participate in Sabbath? And this overarching question that I had to ask myself is, do I control my schedule or does my schedule control me? Where we differ from ancient Israel is while the Pharisees had set aside a time where they would not work at all, and they were mm-hmm. strict in that way, and Jesus needed to show them a new way, mm-hmm. we have the opposite problem of we've eroded all of these boundaries that keep us from working to the point where we just mm-hmm. work all week long. Yeah. And so maybe finding some of those boundaries again, setting some walls up to help protect relationships from that burnout can be healthy. And again, we have a really good theology of this. When we read scripture and we obey scripture, we view that as worship to our creator. We view Mm -hmm. that as worship to the father. And if we are commanded to honor Sabbath, to keep it holy, if we are commanded to come to Jesus and find rest in the deepest part of who we are in our souls, we are worshiping. We are recognizing when we rest, we recognize that we can't do it all. When we rest, we recognize that we have to be filled again. When we rest, we recognize that the world doesn't need us right now, Mm. that God can kind of take control of the world and we can step back. And so when we rest, we're fulfilling this idea of being a beloved child of God that has been gifted the ability to stop, the ability to rest, the ability to participate in Sabbath. And so for me, it was a perspective change. It was, again... Do I control my schedule or does my schedule control me? And then two, do I feel like I have to earn rest? Do I have to deserve rest? And then once I viewed rest as a gift freely given by my creator, then I was able to go into the third phase, which was I am resting as a part of worship to my creator. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. This is Colin Zach in the morning, episode 12. You going to say it again? The dirty dozen, baby. There, There it is. If you have any feedback or things that you'd like to let us know, feel free to reach out to us, Cole and Zach in the morning.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram, or you can write us a letter. And I don't know where you would send it, but no, feel know. free to put your address out there. Cole, do it. No, no, there's a couch okay. there. They can go yes. pick up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. See ya.